Love. And we're joined in the studio today uh, by Keith Barrett. Now, you and I have to explain how we met we Keith. We do. Where did we meet Keith? We met Keith a couple of Sundays ago when we were host- we were um, invited to go to Brooklyn's Museum for the Sterling Moss um, Memorial Day. And it was beautiful there. All the beautiful um, uh, cars that Sterling Moss had rit- ridden. Or, yeah, ridden? Driven, driven, good one, good one, Keith. And then suddenly there was this fantastic gentleman in a pith hat and white outfit um, doing all the commentating. And I just, and you were like, we need to talk to this man. I mean, man. let's face it. If you go to Brooklyn's music, oh, you cannot meet, no, miss Keith. No. He, he is the standout character. Absolutely. With the white suit, the boiler suit and yep. the pith hat. He yeah. looks apart. So let's bring Keith in. Yes. Keith, thank you so much for coming today. My pleasure. Uh, it's, it's great to have you here. Um, so fascinating how did you get into brooklyn's museum what what made you interested in in classic cars um well in the first instance i used to go as a visitor yeah because i loved the place i was one of those guys who was brought up with cars loved cars it seemed to be the spiritual home of of motor racing so off i went as a visitor um several times and one day i went as a visitor on a sports car day and came to a grinding halt outside when my car broke down rather oh, no. embarrassingly in this huge queue of people. So, so what car was it? It was a little um, 7 at the time, like okay. a little Lotus 7 type car. So there I was, stuck in the queue, not, not really going anywhere. And um, they sort of pulled me out because obviously I was causing a bit of a traffic jam. As one does. As one does. And I got sort of pushed down and round out, out of the way, out of sight. But everyone was very helpful, so... I thought, great, I'll let it cool down, I'll drive it home, which I did afterwards. And um, I wrote a letter in and said, you know, you were also terribly oh, kind. Oh, that's nice. And thank you very much. If there's anything I can ever do to help you, please don't hesitate to let me know. And so when you first and went to And to be fair to them, they, they didn't hesitate. They, <laughs> they came straight back. Well, they sent me a letter and said, well, would you like to volunteer? And basically, which day would you like to do? So. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> but I you're not that it. local, are you? I'm not now, no. I I used to live very locally in Surrey and then decided to downsize and move down towards the coast and and do a bit of travelling. And and probably that was was nice, but of course I kept going to Brooklyn. So now instead of just toodling along... A few country roads. I, I now have a fairly long commute. Yes. You do indeed. And which thank you for coming up today, by the way, because well, you've come up a day early. It's a big day tomorrow at Brooklyn's, which we'll talk about later on. Um, but let's talk about the, the spirit and enthusiasm there, because he, the, the camaraderie oh, between everybody seemed brilliant. And to think that, I mean, is it, is it purely enthusiasts that managed to maintain that site? Because it's massive. And, you know, talk about, for the people that haven't been there, tell, tell us what's there. Well, it's a huge site, as you said, to start with, and it is part of the old racing circuit, and a lot of the old buildings, including the clubhouse, all the motoring village, and a hangar, which has been converted to uh, an educational facility, if you like, and an awful lot of aircraft, which were brought in over the period. So we've expanded and expanded the offer. And within this large site, you need an awful lot of people who know what they're doing. Yeah to come and maintain yeah. it and run it. And, and thankfully, unlike me, a lot of these people do know what they're doing. And they, they come in and, and they can make things and fabricate things and correct things and say, oh, no, it wasn't actually done like that. So when I first arrived, there were people who'd flown Wellington bombers yeah, or people who'd manufactured them or people who'd been, you know, aircrew on Concorde. Uh, and so you've got this enthusiasm from all these people who 
their second childhood really was retiring, going back and, uh, and doing what they love. And you can genuinely feel it with everyone you talk to there. I mean, you know, we had a great chat with yourself, mm. Keith. We spoke to a couple of the, the, the guys at Mechanics or Marshalls. The Marshalls. They and, you know, the amazing. history of the Marshalls and what yeah. they knew and how they, you know, they, your first guy was thought, yeah, I knew Sterling Moss. And, yeah. he, and he knew Sterling Moss, his wife. And you know, he was talking in detail about the character of yeah. the man, yeah. which was amazing. It was. So your love of cars goes back to childhood days? Yeah, as we were saying uh, on the day, my, my love of cars really probably got spotted around the age of two when I was taken to the zoo and never really left the car park because um, I... <laughs> <laughs> you prefer the cars. There's that one and, and that one and that one. So we gave up on animals and, and settled for, <laughs> for four-wheeled for four friends. And, uh, and that was it, really. But over the years, you start reading about these things and you start getting pictures and... I don't know if you guys remember what the seventies was like, but all the lights were oh, going out all the time. Oh, there were strikes. Yeah. It was yeah, it was all very and, boring. And we yeah. had the Morris Marina and the Allegro. And uh, as a young lad, I went into a newsagent, and up there on the shelf, I picked up this copy of Hot Rod magazine, and it was all the American cars. Of course, at that at that age, were muscle cars, dragsters, you know. And I thought, this is a completely different, different world. world. Yeah. Do you know, these glamorous, they're yeah. fast, the sun shines, everyone's good looking, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's terrifyingly different from very drab Britain. So <laughs> <laughs> it kind of fired my enthusiasm off, off down that vein as well. And, and in the end, I sort of have a great love of these sort of hybrid cars, the Anglo-American-Italian mixture. You know, you, you, you take some British engineers... Yeah. They, they cloak the thing in an Italian suit and, yes. and put an American heart of an engine in yes. so it doesn't break down. And you've got the best of all possible worlds. Yeah. I know it's absolutely sacrilegious yes. to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> we'll live with it. We'll get away with we it. We don't mind. You can get away with people it. listening will not pick yes. you up on that one, I'm <laughs> sure. I know, Keith, you picked some fantastic music for us. You gave us a great playlist, actually. I was listening this morning and loading some up to our jukebox here. And uh, I thought I'd start with this one for you. And uh, perhaps you can, if you can tell us reasons why you like the tracks, that would be helpful. Uh, first one I'm going to pick is Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, Against the Wind. I just love this song. I love everything Bob Seger's ever did. And there were two, two standout tracks, and this is one of them. It's it just someone living their life and enjoying it, everything getting thrown at them, but they just get on with it and win it. It's probably the ultimate freedom song, I think. I'll tell you what, Keith, you chose a classic there. That is brilliant. It's Bob Seger and Against the Wind. So we have the pleasure of talking to Keith Barry. Keith is the commentator and MC at Brooklyn's Racetrack. Uh, Keith, tell us, well, one question first, actually, which I'll throw at you. Do you get a chance to drive any of the vehicles, any of the cars? I don't actually do that, no. no it's one of the things shame. I've never really done. There are teams that do all the driving. Um, 
and obviously they're insured for them. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, I, I forgot that. <laughs> of course, I guess you've got to have insurance. Yeah, insurance, yeah. absolutely. So tell us about some of the events that have already taken place at Brooklands this year that are regular events, and tell us about what you've got coming up. Okay, well, we've uh, had American Day already, yes. and that was a wonderful was success. Was it? A lot of, lot of people, a lot of cars, I think. Everybody was just pleased to come out. To be out. out, yes, absolutely. So you had yes. this wonderful display of yes. sort of 50s fins and yeah. muscle cars coming in and hot rods and customs. So really, it, it yeah. was a day of, of total Americana. And also we had Motorcycle Day because you've got to remember motorcycling is a, was a yes. huge sporter yes. at Brooklands. Yeah. And um, we had a huge motorcycle day as well. Very, very loud, I, yeah. I have to say. <laughs> Terribly difficult to commentate have you anything, ever, anything, anything about Absolutely. Motorcycle Day. Have you ever ridden there. bikes or are you just a car man? I am a car man, but I have ridden bikes. But I, let's just say after the second coming together the last of which was with a volvo i decided i oh, wouldn't be um, no 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 let's not do that again <laughs> i wouldn't be doing that again exactly yes well <laughs> so four wheels seem safer yes. but then i got into mountain biking which was oh, um, also quite scary and also you can hurt yeah yourself i did a lot. yes i did yes <laughs> On my uh, quite, quite badly towards the end <laughs> oh, gosh. oh man and so tomorrow big day at brooklyn's yeah it is uh, emergency services day tomorrow so and that's always popular isn't it yeah, absolutely. Just bring your kids down on a packet of Neurofan because you'll, you'll need them by the end of it. <laughs> it's the sirens blue going. Blue lights and sirens yes. all day. Yeah. So but a great it, chance to get close to fire services and police, etc., etc., and understand what they do. Yeah, absolutely. And they're always pretty good about you know helping you out and showing what you what they do and yeah. setting up some demonstrations. Yes, I so heard the, last year they, they sort of enacted a you know someone getting run over or something and then what everyone else everyone coming to help and doing all their their day job i guess yeah absolutely i mean it was basically that and we've had um you know lorries or co- cars turned on the side oh, wow. and people cut out in real wow, time that's so, amazing yeah it, it's, a, it's a great day and, and yeah. you see what happens and, and i suppose the thing is whenever we're all on a motorway and one of these things occurs we all yes. sit there fuming thinking, yeah. oh God, why don't yeah, they hurry up but i yeah. think once you've watched one of those demonstrations yeah. it, it's it, it really makes you think hang on yeah that could be me yeah. I, I can just sit back give yeah. these guys the time yeah. and, and let them do their Absolutely. job properly but sure you know i will say the strap line to that show is you know while you're running away screaming from something these people someone's going calmly in. towards yes. it and, and deal with it so yeah. it's fantastic like you're that. right absolutely right and is it sunday week that we'll Weybridge will be hit by a million and one minis, is that right? It is, and Generation 1 and Generation 2 minis playing together in the playground, sharing their sweets, no doubt. Um, The early days, it was all a bit difficult, as you can probably imagine. Um, but it's a lot better now. I so. looked up. I wanted a mini when I was younger. I wanted one with the little lights on the front, so like the Cooper, the the small one, like the proper mini. The yeah, you Cooper. you want an Italian job mini? Don't That's you? the one. And yeah. um, I looked one up when after the Sterling Moss Day, and they're out thirty four grand. Yes, if, the one I liked anyway. <laughs> it was quite expensive. Matthew, are you listening? Get your checkbook <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. so. But they're really tiny, aren't they? When you think about what the minis and the small cars are on the road now. Yeah, I mean, if you look at modern cars, you know, they will look reasonably, a reasonable yes. size to you. Yes. But if you stick a uh, Ford Zodiac, say, which was yeah. a big car yeah. in, in my youth, against a, a Ford Focus, yeah. it looks quite diminutive. Yes, yeah. You know, there's twice as much metal in, yes. the, in these new cars. Yes. So, uh, what we thought was large yeah. actually isn't, isn't anymore. No. The, the other cars are much, no. much, much bigger. 
Yeah, unbelievable. Probably safer as well, yeah. but you know, <laughs> exactly. as technology has moved on. Yes. So let's talk about your next track of music. Now, you were just talking between, well, we were listening to Bob Seger about uh, the Rolling Stones and why you've chosen Gimme Shelter. So tell us that one. Okay, well, I've always been a Stones fanatic. I just think they are one of the great rock and roll bands of all time, along with probably Dr. Feelgood in, in, in the live arena. And being a child of the Vietnam War yes. era, growing up in that, seeing all the photojournalists putting the, their stuff out there, and there was a music soundtrack to that war, and it was a rock soundtrack. And the Stones were part of that soundtrack, along with bands like Credence Clearwater Revival, because the grunts went out there and they listened to this stuff. Mm. And that's what made it... You can't really hear that track without seeing a Huey helicopter. Yes. Can you? It's one of those Absolutely. sort of quintessential moments of that time. And did you see you ventured out that way yourself? I did, yeah. I uh, always wanted to go there as a young child because it just seemed fascinating. This yeah. place miles and miles away with a completely different culture upset you know by by this horrific war that was going on but you know people all over the world they're very very similar they just want something nice for their children they just want to grow up in in some sort of peace and i always wanted to go and see saigon and and eventually i did fantastic fantastic country and, and delightful people yeah okay let's hit the rolling stones give me shelter Stones, uh, Mick Jagger and all, and of course the late great Charlie Watts, and a track called Gimme Shelter. It's 2.45 on a Saturday, I've got to yeah, think of I was going to say the same, I've been I on was so thinking often. the same thing, I was like, oh my goodness, what <laughs> day is programs. it? It's a weekend show, and it's Baz and Leanne, and uh, we are joined today by Keith Barry, going to be talking to Keith in a moment, but a quick shout out first, uh, got to say hi to our lovely Jackie, how's that spelled? Hey Jackie, J-A-C-Q-U-I-E. And the reason we need to explain to Keith why yes. we know Jackie so well. Because she makes these amazing cakes and flapjacks, and she's, yep, yeah, and I saw some Chelsea buns and they looked delicious. So I was very disappointed we didn't actually have a delivery of Chelsea buns And last today. week there were some cookies, new cookies that she'd made, yeah. which looked absolutely yes. awesome. But we love Flap Jackie yes. uh, Flap on Jack Facebook. Jackie. And listening goodness. in yeah. with her friends today, that's a quick hello. Give a shout out to Phil. Say hi to Phil. Hello, Phil. And to Mary as well. Hey, Lovely Mary. to have your company this afternoon here on Brooklyn's Radio. We're talking to Keith Barry. Keith is the commentator and MC at uh, Brooklyn's Racetrack at the museum down there. And we were there for the Sterling Moss Day. And we were just saying about the public and how they become enthused. Mm. Uh, with their cars and we sent you out to do an interview you Leanne, did. right at the end you because did. we suddenly thought well we've done everyone from Keith the commentator to some of the drivers to uh, some of the marshals, the marshals but we haven't yeah. done anyone from the public no. and the first person that you bumped into was classic car girl but you didn't know that at the time you thought I she didn't. was just a normal no, lady no absolutely and we were just chatting very we well were, dressed yeah she's exquisitely oh dressed. the whole the whole package she was is and um yeah she's classic car girl actually Cla- yeah classic car girl and she has an instagram account and um her name is anonymous so she's just known as that so you can look her up and um yeah she was um she knew a lot of stuff actually loads of stuff um and she takes videos of these beautiful cars and she'll um commentate around them too goes off to these like goodwood and um all these other area uh, places um doing 
in, you know, Insta lives around the cars. And yeah, it was great. Her inspiration, though, was, was uh, later on in life. So it wasn't something from, um, I can hear that buzzing. Sorry, my phone goes <laughs> all day long. Kid. You'll get used to this. <laughs> I'm like, what can I hear? Um, and um, yeah, so she's, um, so it was sort of later on in life. Her partner's got a very nice classic car. And then She's uh, she's yeah she's looking to save up for her big car. I can't remember it was a Jaguar, wasn't it? That she uh, she was looking at E-type Jags when yes. we were there. Certainly, yeah, and she so had uh, hands like on two bonnets yeah. and thinking both of these yes, are mine. I think absolutely. Uh, so, Keith, lady. talking of cl- how do people generally or generally get into classic cars? Is there? I think they have a hankering quite often for the car of their youth. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look back at a certain age, the cars you couldn't have when you were younger you now want in a, a later stage. So yeah. there's a lot of guys out there currently, because these cars are really hot at the moment, is, is the 70s, 80s Ford. So the full Granada or the Capris yes. or the Professionals, the Sweeney, yes. all that kind of era. Yes. And, you know, I've had people on the... Great program, by the way. Yes. I love the Sweeney. London, the Brighton Classic. And, and when we, obviously, pre, pre BC, before yes. COVID, let's say... <laughs> But they would turn up dressed as the characters oh, with the really? right car. Oh, That's just fantastic. Is, you know, yes. it's like a, a 70s cop yes. show coming towards you. And, and I think people hanker after those cars backwards. So yeah. what we saw in the early days was people looking at uh, pre-war cars or interwar cars. And now it tends to be a lot of the more modern classics. Mm-hmm. And I think that's possibly because... People are used to driving cars that yeah. drive very well. Yeah. We don't yeah. realise quite yes. how bad some cars yes. really were to yes. actually drive. I mean, yeah. these days you are protected by all these airbags, seatbelts, yeah. ABS, all the rest of this stuff. And sometimes they want a little bit of that and yeah. they want the performance and all the toys as yes. well. So uh, there is a big move for these a lot of this modern stuff. Yeah. But I think what happens is people come in on, on one genre. Yeah. And then they think, oh, hang on, maybe something a little bit, a little bit older, a little yeah. bit more basic. And these are the cars you can, you know, you can work on with a basic set of tools, unlike a, a lot yes. of the Japanese stuff where now where you, you know, you need a laptop and well, I was you say, have to remap it. Yeah. Now these guys are very good at doing that, but then sometimes they want to go back a little bit further and think maybe I can just sort of. Yeah. yeah, anyone can do it. Well, you're right about that, about cars. So if I think about it, what I've had, because my, um, excuse my phone, uh, my um, first car, my, my brother-in-law worked for the great Tony Brooks at Tony Brooks Garage and was also into motorsport with him, but they had Fiat and Lancia. So I went from a, an X19 and then I picked up um, a, an old Lancia Monte Carlo. Uh, which was a great car. It was fantastic going forward and fast, but when you put your foot on the brakes in the wet, oh, did it not, didn't stop. Didn't stop. Bit from my memory, but it was probably my car <laughs> and the way I drove it. Uh, but not so good. But Keith, tell us your best car ever that you've owned. Um, it would be a bit difficult. I would say the best car ever. I owned a Rover P5B at one point with that glorious V8 engine, which is oh. basically a Buick engine, meaty, meaty, made under license, and it it was glorious because you yeah. felt like a sort of you know, potentate or yes. monarch driving, yep. driving yep. down in it. It had, a, you know, an awful lot of power and it just, it was quite regal. So yeah. I, I did quite enjoy that. And if you ever wanted to stop anywhere, it had picnic tables in the back. Oh, so really? Just <laughs> get in there, sit out, Fantastic. Get, your, get your cup of tea out and a sandwich. And, and if that's, that's the best car you've ever had, what about the worst car that you've ever had? Oh, the worst car ever. I remember it and I got, I, I really got a bit of a, a, a sort of letter reprimanding me once at a 
I oh, can't no. ask you over mention because <laughs> I, I absolutely, <laughs> completely dissed this car when I saw it coming towards me, and I thought, God, it looks like my old one. But it was a Triumph TR7. Well, surprise, because <laughs> they were they were good looking cars. I have to say, had they been made properly, and this was really the problem with with seven, the Sevens, it wasn't that the cars were bad. It wasn't that the TR7 was a bad car. It's a beautiful car. It was, you know, bang up to date. They should have put the different engine in. They should have put the Dolomite Sprint or the V8 straight in it. But what happened is it was made in speaking Liverpool, which was always on strike. So oh, all see. of these cars tended to come down. They were all Friday, Friday afternoon cars, cars. yeah. And, you know, you'd switch it on and it would overheat. It, it was just... It was just, missing. It was just one of those cars that was never really no. going to entrance you. Look, looked great, but yeah. apart from that. So it's not the car itself, it's the way it was done. Yeah. In the same way, the Stag, to my mind, is one of the most gorgeous cars of all time. Trump Stag, Trump Stag great car. Uh, and I absolutely adore that car. Uh, they, had, they reckon they had a lot of problems at the time, but that was purely down to the way it was manufactured. Not the car itself. Yeah. So it was the execution of it yeah. rather than the design and the engineering. Mm. And often coming out of the factory, they talk about the, the Friday afternoon, yes. Monday morning car, yes. which you know you could be very unlucky and yes. get one that's come off the conveyor belt. Ab- absolutely. And, and, and what's happened in the classic car movement, of course, is people have identified that the car was, you know, was actually a very good motor car. Yeah. So they've retrospectively made them very, very good. So now is the time to buy yeah. one. When I had the TR7, it wasn't the time to buy one. Because British Leyland have manufactured it. Yeah. <laughs> Had I bought it a few years later. When a classic car enthusiast and that, and I crack at it, it might have been a different map. Fantastic. So we're talking to Keith, and he's here until we're off air at three o'clock, which isn't that long now. Yeah. Uh, a couple of quick shout outs for you. Please say hi to my besties. That's Courtney and Claire. That's from uh, Shelley. And also love a mention for Paul and all his crew. They are in cycling at the moment uh, in the Isle of Wight. Good luck to them. Uh, another track uh, from Keith's playlist now. This is a surprise because having played, the two that we've just played completely different Uh, this is Odyssey native New Yorker from your dance days It's the Saturday crew, it's the weekend crew on Brooklyn's. It's Baz Alianne keeping you company for a couple more minutes. Uh, coming up after the news, uh, we've got It's All About the Ladies with Alan Timberall. And then uh, MG's countdown to a Saturday night. But it's uh, time to say goodbye to Keith. Keith, that's gone by so quickly. It has, hasn't it? Thank you very much for having <laughs> we me. We enjoyed your company. <laughs> I, I enjoyed yours. Thank and you. So tomorrow you. you've got a busy day. What time will you be at Brooklyn's from? Uh, probably about six o'clock. Six in o'clock? the morning? In the morning. Oh, yes. my goodness me. Setting <laughs> wow. up and getting ready and, and all that. And <laughs> then the event starts the officially at? Um, I suspect they'll start coming in around 9, 9.30. Probably. Brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, do enjoy your day tomorrow for the emergency day. Thanks for coming and keep up the fantastic work you do uh, because it's brilliant oh it's awesome uh, excellent stuff 